Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Thrupier, on another terrific Tuesday for Torch Report 540. You, friends, are the carbon and the cancer that the ruling class wants to reduce, as will be made perfectly clear today. Sometimes when the circumstances align just right, there are just too many coincidences to overlook. So yesterday we were discussing the threats of civil war, uh, so yeah, civil war, World War Three, weaponized AI, election interference, and, you know, the invasion at the southern border and all that kind of stuff, talking about all the chaos out there, but then we kind of set it all aside to focus on the chilling fact that there are people who are trying to kill us. As Catherine Austin Fitz says, it is uh, it, people are waking up and realizing that we are in a kill or be killed situation. There are people who are trying to kill us. Now, I know that sounds crazy, and as, as, as ludicrous as such a claim may seem, that there is a small group of powerful people who are intentionally trying to kill millions or even billions of human beings. Myself and others have documented the eugenics connection to this, uh, this radical climate agenda, this radical depopulation agenda, and pointed out the open secret that depopulation is precisely what they're trying to do. You know, eugenics... And the radical climate agenda are deeply entwined. The eugenicists are using the climate crazies, essentially. But what they're really pointing at or pushing toward is the depopulation. That's precisely what they're trying to do. No question about it. So they claim they're, they're trying to save the planet. You know, they, they say it's for the greater good. You know, and there are billions of people who believe them that we have to save the planet. It's for the greater good. The vaccines are safe and effective. And unfortunately, you know, the power of propaganda to implant infectious ideas into the minds of the masses can to really take hold of the brain at the neurobiological level to literally reprogram the human mind at the subconscious level given that they have all of these techniques out uh, available and and really perfected at this point I think we're more or less insured uh, to have to be dealing with these climate crazies for a long time to come now beneath the uh, surface level social identity groups like environmental activists, we find the collective hive mind, right? So the eugenicists, they are a collective hive mind. The radical climate crazies are in a collective hive mind. But the same goes for uh, other identity labels like the LGBTQ plus crowd, the progressive crowd, socialists, Democrats, Marxists, commies, you know, they're all part of this collective hive mind. And I just want to point out in passing that I am biased and I'm slanted toward sliding the left for their mental assimilation into this collective hive mind, but I must acknowledge the tendency also exists on the political right, uh, if only to a slightly lesser degree, because groupthink is a natural human tendency. So we all get caught up in groupthink sometimes, but this is, this is something a little bit more. We're really talking about a death cult that, that has it out for humanity. So uh, as such, you know, coming back to square off with this predicament, there are billions of people who are all around the world who believe that humanity is overpopulating the planet. 
All because a few jackasses like Al Gore have been preaching climate doom for decades. And despite the fact that uh, his predictions are wrong every damn time he opens his mouth, he's lying. It's, it's, it, he's wrong in every conceivable way. World leaders are still being subjected to his high caliber fleecing at elite gatherings like what just went down over in Davos. From uh, an article, Al Gore dials the apocalyptic climate rhetoric up to 11. I read, quote, this is Al Gore speaking in Davos. He says, quote, Greenhouse gases are now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day. That's what's boiling the oceans and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach billions of people in this century. That's end quote. Al Gore speaking at Davos. I just want to note the uh, the climate refugee line, that's a bunch of BS, as we all know. But the problem with this ridiculous rhetoric is not that it's just packed full of lies. It's that this pack of lies is being delivered to and accepted by some of the world's most powerful people. In other words, this is an infectious idea, a mental virus that is being intentionally transmitted among the ruling class elites. Friends, we must not overlook the fact that once an enlightened, enlightened, quote unquote, right? They're enlightened. Once an enlightened global leader has been conditioned to believe these lies, such lies can be used to justify basically any kind of tyranny you might imagine, you know, because what could possibly be more important than saving the planet? I mean, come on. We're boiling the damn oceans, man. We're releasing 600,000 Hiroshima-class bombs every single damn day, and the planet can't take much more of it. We need radical, drastic action now. Just think of the children. Ah <laughs> Friends, I'm sure you get the point here. So just to kind of change hats for a moment, what we need to keep in mind is that all these hysterical climate crazies are being used like tools in the hands of the real power players, the global royalty that lurks behind the cloaked facade of international commerce and trade. And I'm talking about the bankers' bosses. I'm talking about the real elite. I'm talking about the ones who are hell-bent on ruling the world and they're deathly afraid of losing their grip upon the peasants. You see in the mind of the ruling class elites, in in the minds of the enlightened leaders, if there are too many peasants on the planet, then some of these peasants might start getting the inclination that they should, maybe they should be making their own decisions and thinking for themselves. Maybe some of these peasants might start acting upon the inspiration of their own volition. And of course, that could lead to an uprising. And similarly, if if all of these meat-eating, mouth-breathing peasants were simply allowed to breed like rabbits, well then, very quickly, they would outnumber the ruling class to such a degree that no number of guards could prevent the peasants from storming the castle. Do you see what I'm saying here? Thus, as royalty and rulers have long known... 
they have to control the peasant population. This is where the eugenicist mindset comes from. Besides, besides, you know, with, with all the inbreeding and the poor nutrition and the lack of education, all of these ignorant peasants are just destined to muck up the pristine genetic pool of the ruling class elites, at least that's been their mentality as recorded throughout history. Friends, we'd be foolish to think that such a mentality is is, uh, not very much alive and well today. It is very much alive and well today. This is the impulse of the global eugenicists, and it's been around for a very, very long time. You may recall, if you've been on this learning journey with me from the limits of growth and the predicament of mankind, we were learning that the global elites have put a plan in place to proportion the human population to stay within, quote-unquote, planetary boundaries. But they're going to proportion the population. You know, raise your hand if you want to be proportioned. Today, we call this plan net zero. We call it Agenda 2030. We call it the UN Sustainable Development Goals. But at their core, net zero, Agenda 2030, uh, the SDGs, they are all designed for depopulation, all rooted in this eugenic fantasy of, you know, this pristine gene pool and not having too many uh, ignorant peasants mucking it up and all of that. So if if this is unfamiliar to you, friends, please know uh, you can get up to speed with the several reports I put, you know, the WEF and the Club of Rome, the Sinister saga of the secret cabal, censorship in the depopulation agenda, uh, population control, I should say, the anti-human agenda, and the threat of systematic reduction. We've studied this in depth because to really wrap your head around how sick and twisted these people's mindset is, you have to go back and look at how long they've been convincing themselves that this is the truth, that there are too many people destroying the planet, that, that, that you know, these these ignorant peasants are, are a societal cancer, as we're going to get into here in just a minute. So with the, uh, with the premise firmly established that the ruling class is in fact trying to kill off the masses, I want to revisit yesterday's exposition on how the COVID jabs were designed to harm, maim, and kill, to uh, quote Dr. Yeadon, the former Pfizer exec, they're, they're designed to harm, maim, and kill by causing a cascading series of issues like the myocarditis, the heart problems, the AIDS, the cancer, and so on. And because billions and billions of people have been injected with these toxic injections, the true toll of suffering and death associated with this, uh, we're not going to be able to know for decades, friends. The fact I think that our government continues to push these needles into the public's arm. The government continues to use taxpayer dollars to sell the lie that these vaccines are safe and effective. These vaccines are safe and effective. I think that really tells you everything you need to know about our overlord's intentions here. They are striving to cull the herd of humanity. But let's not lose sight of the fact that this Global attack against humanity. This, you know, though, though, nobody who's been conned into going along with these experimental injections is safe, right? This, I should say, let's not lose sight of the fact that this 
is a global attack against humanity. It's not just happening in the United States. This is happening all around the world. And nobody who's been conned into going along with it and getting these death jabs and the clock shots is just going to be safe. I mean, it's going to take decades for this all to work out, but the clock is ticking and this life-ending lottery is far, far from over. For example, today, Major news, sending shockwaves around the world. Headlines are wailing about how the king has cancer. The king has cancer. Oh, no. King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. He's going to start immediate treatment. But the king has cancer. The king has cancer. The monarchy is rocked. You know, the, the king has to postpone his public duties. You know, uh, Prince William steps up. Prince Harry flies home. Britain expresses shock and worry. Gasp. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Now, I don't want to make light of a life-threatening disease here. You know, it's sad that the king has cancer. But isn't it funny how it suddenly becomes a major issue when it happens to someone important, i.e. royalty, i.e. the ruling class? It's really too bad that all the poor peasants who keep falling over dead don't get the same press, if you know what I'm saying. Because that might catalyze some major change, a major shift in the public's perspective. But now they, oh, God, shocking grief about the king has cancer. Never mind the millions of people falling over dead. Never mind that. But obviously the media masters aren't going to let that uh, perspective be be, uh, shaped and changed, right? They're not going to let that news get out as much. So instead... You know, on a much more somber note, we're just going to get a a steady trickle of stories about American icons like Toby Keith, who just died from stomach cancer at age 62. May he rest in peace. I should have been a cowboy. I bet you never heard old Marshall Dillon say, Miss Kitty, have you ever thought of running away? Okay, I won't sing today, but uh, again... You know, the king, the king has cancer. Everybody's up in arms. Nobody's talking about all the poor peasants, you know. Oh, but, but Toby Keith, oh, you know, oh, poor, you know, this cancer thing is, is serious, you know. It's so serious that we need to put the shocking rise in cancer into perspective by realizing that it was entirely predictable. There have been many PhDs who have called, uh, called out the mRNA injections as cancer-causing agents. I've documented that in multiple reports, uh, not the least of which is the sordid history of vaccine and vaccines and COVID, blood clots and cancer and all that kind of stuff. But when we combine the known risk of cancer-causing agents in these experimental injections, we combine that with a threat of methodical manipulation, I think what we find is that this is really the perfect depopulation scheme. You see, the powers that be can rake in billions of dollars in profit, if not trillions, and all the while they're doling out death, and they're blaming it on anything but the poisons that they're pushing people to voluntarily take. You know, and these are the days, you know, where, where in, informed consent is long gone. You know, you, people are so brainwashed into the uptake. They're, they're using the algorithms to drive behavioral change to get people to uptake these experimental injections, raking in billions of dollars in profit, doling out death. They're not going to blame it on, on the, <laughs> you know, on the, on the jabs. So... 
And of course, that's to say nothing of the GMOs in our food supply, which are also known to cause cancer, which uh, just so happen to be run by the globalist corporations who are pushing the sustainable agenda, i.e. the depopulation agenda. And all of that ties together through Dr. Uh, Peter Kraft, by the way, as previously reported, his affiliations demonstrate uh, how a handful of people can pull this off. He's affiliated with the globalist NGOs, with the cancer.gov website, and also the GMO lobbying uh, efforts to keep GMOs off the labels. Anyway, but rather ch- rather than chasing that rabbit again here today, friends, I want to run, uh, run this one by you. I'd like to turn our attention toward the ultimate solution. I mean, what are we going to do with all these people getting all these jabs and all this cancer and AIDS and death? What are we going to do? On that note, uh, I have to say I found it hyper-fascinating that today, of all days, the very same day that the king has cancer and Toby Keith died, we find a historic first. The world's first patient is treated with a new cancer vaccine. The world's first patients treated with new cancer vaccine. I thought, wow. Now that's some amazing timing. You know, what an incredible coincidence. It's a coinkydink. Make of it what you will, friends. But personally, I cannot simply chalk this up to coincidence. It comes as little surprise as I was digging into it. Doctors have been working on developing cancers, uh, I'm sorry, cancer vaccines for over 100 years. But now they're deploying personalized vaccines. Their words, not mine. They're deploying personalized vaccines to combat cancer. And I just have to wonder, is the fix in here? Is this their ultimate solution? Step one, jab billions of people with a cancer-causing injection. Step two, wait until some really famous people suddenly get cancer. Step three, sell the elite's personalized cancer vaccines and let the peasants die. (laughs) Holy crap, you know? That scheme would be an unthinkably heinous crime against the whole of humanity. But have we not already established and examined their motives. Depopulation to save the planet. Reducing the number of strong, healthy peasants to prevent any potential uprising. Raking in massive profits, even as cancer rates skyrocket up some 77%, while companies continue to support, quote-unquote, their employees by forcing them to work with cancer to boost the bottom line until the day that they die, as sickening as it is. It's happening. And you know what? There are plenty of people cheering all of this on, all of the enlightened leaders. And for every enlightened leader who is clapping their hands about saving the planet, remember how the pandemic was saving the planet? It reduced our carbon footprint. Maybe we should have more pandemics. They're clapping their hands about saving the planet. And for every enlightened leader clapping their hands, there will be legions of useful idiots who remain none the wiser to what's really going on just kind of quietly, mindlessly paying their taxes as they march toward their death as the secret cabal of ruling class sadistic evildoers inflicts maximum pain along the way, friends. We must remember that pain is all part of the plan. Matter of fact, Torchport 504, pain is all part of the plan. Uh, I think that's something to go back and check out. Do you remember how the American Eugenics Society 
considered themselves in their own words to be a society for the control of social cancer. Do you remember that? Do you remember how they were so concerned about leaving too many defectives in the population to produce, uh, to reproduce and to create new cancers in the body politic? Do you remember that? They say, uh, our present methods of treating defectives leave a great number of them to produce new offspring and create new cancers in the body politic. Friends, they've been working on this for a long, long time. Is it too much of a stretch to connect the dots? You are the carbon and the cancer they seek to reduce, and that's why when I say it, I mean it. Resist, we must. And that is the message in my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com, find that little heart, click that heart, and give me some love. Subscribe. If you have not subscribed already, you can get my... uh, get the research reports in your box. And of course, and of course, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace the rest of this terrific Tuesday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.